Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. 2021 was a very interesting year. I'm sharing money lessons that I learned in this episode. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week... Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. 
Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. Welcome back to the show, my friend. It is so, so good to have you here for our second to last episode of 2021. I can almost hardly not believe that we are at the end of another very, very interesting year. My hope is that 2022 brings, gosh, maybe just a lightness and some fun back into living life because right the last two years, they've just been tough and It looks like we're going to go through another tough season here a bit. And I, of course, don't know what 2022 is going to hold, but my hope is that it is better, that it is a little bit lighter, that we feel a little less stressed. But nonetheless, this is one of my very, very, very favorite episodes that I do every single year where I talk about some money lessons that I learned during the year. I think One of the very cool things about having all of these conversations in the last almost seven years, I've had 764 conversations, I believe, is that I get to learn a lot from you, from other people, and then take that wisdom and figure out what it all means and hopefully condense it in a way that feels like it really does work to change your life as well. So money lesson number one for 2021 is is kind of an obvious one, is that the plan is always going to have curveballs. And I think that we inherently know this. We know that life has curveballs. And particularly when we're talking about money, we can create the most beautiful, amazing, glorious financial plan But shit is just going to happen. There's really no other way to put it. Stuff's going to happen and it's going to end up changing that money plan. And so what I learned this year is that it's not so much that we have the plan, but it's more how we respond to the curveballs that come up. So if if you had to go into debt this year, if you weren't able to buy a house or Maybe even you unfortunately lost your job. I mean, there are just so many curveballs. They could be something small to something really, really major. I think the lesson is just how you respond to that curveball. And of course, you got to give yourself time to cry and scream and yell and maybe throw things, hopefully not at anybody else. But you have to give yourself time to have some sort of reaction because curveballs, they just suck. But After you have that moment or two where you really just sit in the suckiness of the curveball, it's about, okay, where do I go from here? What do I need to learn? Who do I need to meet? What skill do I need to pick up? What do I need to listen to? What do I need to read? Who do I need to talk to? All of those things are part of pulling ourselves back up from when the curveballs happen. And then the next part is just, how do I change the plan? So the plan should always be flexible. It should always be something that is constantly in motion. And so I really think it's this this idea that there are going to be curveballs. And then more importantly, how do you respond to that curveball? 
All right, money lesson number two. I really refined my thinking on wealth, or should I say I rather cemented it with guests this year that are building sustainable wealth and talking about how they're doing it on kind of of out-of-the-box ways. I don't know if you picked any of that up from episodes this year, but I really tried to curate conversations and tips and strategies around lots of different ways to build wealth. And what I found from those conversation was they always come back to just non-traditional ways. (laughs) So what I mean by that is if we learn about money, we learn about, okay, we got to build up this huge retirement account, which yes, yes, we need to have a retirement account, but it's not really the true definition of wealth. Just having this giant bank account doesn't necessarily make us wealthy. I think a lot of the guests this year talked about this idea of cash flow, right? Because you live and breathe on your cash flow. Your cash flow is how you pay your bills. It's how you have fun. It's how you invest. It's how you save. It's how you pay down debt. And so this idea that building wealth is about building multiple buckets of cash flow. Because if something happens to my job or something happens to my side hustle or something happens to my health or whatever it might be, I've got these different buckets of cash flow that I can go to so that I can live my life. So I really like that so many guests this year talked about this idea of building wealth and thinking outside of the box, that you're not just following what traditional money advice tells you to do, and that you're not just playing by the same rules as everybody else, right? That you're thinking about building wealth almost in a different way. I I don't know how to phrase it. It's just, it's a different way of doing money. And so I hope you really at least took away a few pearls of wisdom from some of the guests because I know I did. I really started to think about day trading and swing trading. I started to think about different ways to invest in real estate that were just non-traditional. I started to think about new ways to create cash flow and then what I could do with that cash flow. And just so many cool ideas this year. And next year, we've got even more cool ideas because I'm, I'm really so excited about this idea of figuring out how you build sustainable wealth that doesn't have to look like everybody else and that feels really specific to you. All right, my next money lesson is what you spend is more impactful than what you save. So this kind of moves from this idea of traditional budgeting of where you lay out your numbers at the beginning of the month and at the end of the month you kind of cross your fingers in your in your toes and you hope you end up in the situation that you outlined at the beginning of the month and you and I both know that just doesn't happen. It's probably the reason that most of us hate this idea of budgeting. We just we just hate it. It feels restrictive. It feels almost like we're in a penalty box, like someone has put us in a, you know, money timeout, if you will. And so I'm thinking about if what you spend is more impactful than what you save, maybe moving from traditional budgeting to this idea of cash tracking, of really just having an eye on where our money is going, where you're spending your money. And when you know where you're spending your money, and I mean really spending your money. So If eating out is your thing, like really understanding how much of my take-home pay every month 
Am I allocating towards eating out? And then the follow-up question is, am I okay with that? Chances it might be yes answer. Chances it might be a no answer. Okay, if it's yes, you leave it the same and maybe you adjust your goals because you're okay spending that much money eating out. If the answer is no, then okay, what do you need to do to put some parameters around that eating out? And then the follow-up question from that is, what am I going to do with that money that now I'm saving? Where can I put that money so that it actually moves me closer to the life I want to have? Yes, savings is so incredibly important. Huge advocate of building up your emergency fund, of saving for retirement, saving for whatever goal you have. Huge fan of that, right? But I think that from all of the guests that we had on this past year, they really focused on this idea of where you spend your money and that if you spent your money more intentionally, meaning you were really aware of where every dollar was going and you were making kind of those in-the-moment shifts. Um, I know I talked about this on several episodes, and some of our guests did as well, talked about this idea of when you go to buy something online, I have this 24-hour rule where I will put it in my shopping cart and I will walk away from the online site for 24 hours. If in 24 hours I come back and I still really want to buy it, I'm like, okay, I will I will purchase this item. But honestly, nine out of ten times I'm like, I don't, I don't need another, I don't need another black sweater. I have like 10 back sweaters. What was I thinking about putting the black sweater in my cart? And so I end up just getting rid of my cart. But the whole idea is that might not work for you, but it's about putting these moments of pause in with your spending so that you can consciously think about what you're spending your money on. Now, of course, I realize there are a lot of things we spend our money on that we can't do that. We obviously have to pay our bills. You have to eat. You have to put gas in your car. And those things are just very necessary things. I think there was another guest uh, earlier this year, maybe a couple, that talked about this idea of 50, 20, 30, of figuring out what you're spending based on these kind of rough rules, if you will. So the way this works is 50% of your take-home pay should go to your fixed expenses. So that's the stuff you got to pay, like your minimum credit card bill, student loan, car loan. That's your rent, your mortgage, your insurance, all of those things, right? So the first 50% of your take-home pay goes to those fixed things. The second 20% of your take-home pay should go to savings. So that would include emergency fund savings, savings for goals, retirement savings, all of those things, right? So once we've paid the bills we have to, and then we've saved, the next 30% of your take-home pay is for all the fun stuff. So if we structure our money this way, we don't have to be so rigid with that traditional, boring, drudgery budget. Instead, when we get to that 30%, we can kind of spend the money how we want to. Now, the trick is when we're spending our money and all of those numbers are out of whack. So usually what I see is that we're spending more than 50% of our take-home pay on our fixed and we're spending about 50% of our take-home pay, if not more, on those kind of fun variable expenses. So everything's just like a little kooky. It's a little out of whack. So if you spent some time and just really understood where you spent your money, 
you could start making those subtle shifts and changes. And that, my friend, that is going to dramatically change your success for being able to achieve your goals. Okay, another money lesson of 2021. So many guests talked about this idea of visualizing the life that you want. And this may seem really basic and almost maybe childlike, but I know that when I started to create a vision of what I wanted my life to look like, and by creating a vision, what I mean is I actually got out a piece of paper, some crayons, some markers. I posted things on there. I just visually brought to life what was in my head. And I took that, framed it, put it on my wall. And every year I do this every single year. And it's kind of like what I want my life to look like. So when I'm spending money and maybe I'm making some of those unintentional purchases, I look at that and go, okay, that is not moving me closer to this vision that I said is really important to me that I hung on my wall that I'm looking at every single day. So it really works to change the process going on in your head (laughs) and work to kind of move those unconscious money decisions into the conscious. So, so many guests talked about that. And I think that even more important in a year like 2021, the visualization is really super key. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete.me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. 
I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. 
Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. All right, I think my next money lesson of 2021, and this is not going to be any surprise to you, but it's the idea that how you feel about money has this direct correlation to what's going on with your money. So what I see is that we tend to keep ourselves small. We like comfy things. And we don't want to be uncomfortable when it comes to our money because money is already inherently very uncomfortable. But we're not spending enough time really thinking about, okay, what are the triggers for me, right? What are the things that make me spend money or not spend money? Am I more of a conservative person or am I more of a risk taker? And then how do each of those, neither one good nor bad, how do each one of those impact what my money looks like, whether I'm able to achieve goals. How do I think about whatever the relationship with money was that I had from a kid? How is that maybe now impacting me? Can I see certain patterns or maybe anti-patterns that are existing in my money that maybe my parents had or whoever raised me, right? So what we do, because we don't think about how we feel about money, we don't think about the behavioral side of money enough We tend to just stay in this really comfy zone with our money, even if our habits and patterns are not good. So my question and kind of the money lesson that I learned this year is, what would it look like to do things differently? What would it look like to attack a goal differently or cultivate a new habit or get in a better relationship with my money or work through the anxiety, fear, and panic or have that conversation with my partner Or make a different decision when I'm spending money, particularly shopping and eating out. What would it look like for me to actually come up with a plan to pay off my debt or buy my house or start my business? All of those things. What would that look like to do that differently? And then how would that make me feel? How would that change my emotions around money? Because when we can consciously think through money that way, We remove it being this elephant in the room. We remove a lot of the stigma around money and you just, you just put yourself back in control. All right. Another money lesson I learned this year or really cemented this year is that it's really important to understand how money works economically speaking, because all of that is kind of the undercurrent of what's going on with your money. So we recently did an episode about the uptick in inflation and how inflation was really impacting the holiday season and what that means for your money. You're just, you're having to spend a lot more money. I'm sure if you've been to the gas pump recently or the grocery store uh, or been on an airline or stayed at a hotel, you know that it's just a lot more expensive, right? This is because inflation is at the highest levels it's been since the 80s. So you're going to feel that all sorts of places. Well, when the government decides to kind of take action in 2022 to lower inflation rates, uh, that means that other things are going to change as well, right? So really understanding how money works. And you don't have to have an economics degree or be a finance major, but just spend some time Digging a little bit deeper into like some articles you might read or checking out some podcasts that that talk about these sorts of things and then seeing, okay, 
okay, here's what's going on with money right now in the world. What sort of shifts do I need to take personally with my money so that I can make sure that uh, I'm just, I'm taking advantage of whatever season I'm in, or I'm better preparing my money for whatever season I'm in. Another money lesson from 2021. So, so many guests uh, talked about this is that you want to do the sexy things with your money, right? You want to invest in the the cryptocurrency that's going to make you tons of tons of money. You want to do all of the things that feel really sexy and fun about money. But what so many guests talked about was that true success, true wealth building is in the fundamentals. I think of it like building a house. If you don't have the foundation, you start putting up walls, it's going to fall apart right? So we need the foundation to put up the walls because then we can put up the roof. And once we have that, then we have the whole foundation of the house. So the same thing with your money, it starts with a foundation. It starts with knowing where you're spending your money. It starts with building a strong emergency fund. It starts with understanding your credit score and how that has an impact on your money. It starts with understanding how you pay off debt and that Debt payoff can start with just a few extra bucks that you have in your bank account, right? It also starts with understanding how compounding works, both good and not good. So when we're saving for our retirement in our 401k, that's compounding money in a good way. That's money stacking upon money. But when we're in credit card debt, compounding is working against us. So that thing that we bought for $200 two months ago is now going to be $1,000 to pay it off in you know eight or nine months, right? I'm just generalizing here, but you get the idea. So compounding can work for us. It can also work against us. So I think the idea of going back to basics is, is kind of going to be the, the theme for 2022, that the basics are cool. The basics are sexy. The basics are what moves you towards really building wealth. All right, kind of mentioned this already, but another money lesson that I just, I really got this year is that there are so many ways to create more cash flow. We had uh, Terry Igioma from Trade and Travel on earlier this year, and she talked about her day and swing trading program that she teaches to help people earn an extra couple hundred dollars a day so that you can use that towards paying off debt or towards just your monthly expenses. And her story is crazy. I think this year she made something around $10 million off her course and she doesn't walk around touting that, but but the idea is that she taught that many people how to invest and make money to create more cash flow. We also had Rachel Richards on, and she talked about real estate investing. Uh, gosh, we had so many guests that talked about simple ideas like having regular money dates to to find money and and redirect it towards your goals and gosh, just so many different side hustles. I mean, we could just go on and on. But the idea is that if if you want to create cash flow, go back in the library of 2021 episodes. And I guarantee you will find at least 10 or 15 episodes with gem, gem ideas of how to create more cash flow in, in so many different ways. And 
Back to one of the earlier money lessons, cash flow is the name of the game. Cash flow is how we build wealth because once we have cash flow, we can take that and we can invest in real estate and we can do all of the things with the cash flow, including just paying our bills and paying off debt. So don't overlook the power of cash flow. And that doesn't mean that you have to go out and get 15 different side hustles and kill yourself doing that. That's not what I'm talking about. Sometimes just the general idea of opening your brain up to the idea of, hey, I want to create more cash flow. How do I do it? The simplest way to start is just by looking at where you're spending your money now. Can you spend it more efficiently? That is creating more cash flow. You didn't even have to go out and earn any extra money, right? So just, I I just want to turn a few light bulbs on and maybe kind of have you think about something a little bit differently. And I would say the last money lesson of 2021, which wraps back around to money lesson number one, is that change is okay in money and in life. So whatever season you're in, I just want you to be in it and let it be okay. If you're in debt, yes, I know how desperately bad you want to get out of debt. I have been there a few times myself. But I don't want you to beat yourself up. I don't want you to feel like you've failed. I don't want you to feel like the stress and anxiety is just too much. What I want you to do is just put one foot in front of the other, all right? If you're in an amazing season, if things are going so well for you, I want you to sit in it. I want you to own it. I want you to feel like this is a great season. So just be in where you're in. And another thing is I don't want you to settle for just okay. I don't want you to settle for just comfortable. I want you to be willing to shake things up. Maybe it's about getting a new bank account. Maybe it's about new investments. Maybe it's about a new career. Maybe it's a new way of thinking. Maybe it's a new business. Maybe it's a new relationship because your last relationship was filled with financial trauma. Whatever it is, I want you to be willing to step out and shake things up. I know we're living in scary times and... There's just so much going on in the world, but if anything, I'm here to be your support system. I'm here to cheer you on, and I'm here to tell you that shaking things up definitely, definitely can help you move closer to your money goals. So, wow, there have been so many money lessons this year. I cannot wait for all of the new episodes next year and all of the new conversations, and I can't thank you again for just being here Uh, listening to the show, sharing it with your friends. Literally, I say this at the end of every single episode, but sharing this podcast is the number one way to help this podcast grow. The number two way is something you could do as well. It's heading over to Apple Podcasts. I've got a link in the show notes. Yes, unfortunately, it needs to be on Apple Podcasts to really help the show, but leaving a review for the show, even the bad reviews. (laughs) No one likes to read a bad review, but Hey, I realize not everyone's going to love this show, and that's okay. There are lots of other money shows out there for you. But if you do love this show, I would love for you to leave a review. That is the second best way to help this show continue to grow. We're going to hit seven years in 2022. We're going to change the name of the show in 2022. We're going to go wider. We're going to get even more guests. We're going to do even more cool things. So My hope is that you continue on the journey with us and that 
2022 brings even more amazing money changes, aha moments, success, goal getting, everything to you. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.